Hello, and welcome to another episode of KMM's Mobility Matters podcast. I am your host, Arlene Holt, and today I'm here with Chris Ganda. Hey, Chris. Hello, everyone. And our executive director, Bill Neary. Hi, Bill. Hello, Arlene. Hello, Chris. So this is our wrap-up end of the year 2023 episode. Just wanted to get together one final time before the new year and talk about things that we've done and what's happening and uh, just keep our listeners updated on KMM's going on. We also wanted to talk with Bill about his retirement and he's leaving us. Um, (laughs) And so we just wanted to um, take this time. (laughs) Well, Arlene, I hope when I'm leaving you, I'm not going to be totally forgotten. That's all, because uh, it's been a great experience. I mean, 18 and a half years. I'm now 74. It's time for me to hang up the spikes. I don't have the the range of the mobility I used to have, I guess. But at the same time, I, I think it's a it's a good time to wrap up the year and wrap up my uh, this chapter of my life. And it's been a very interesting, exciting times. Well, it's funny because. I am the, I guess, the second longest tenured person at KMM. So I've been with you for the majority of my career at KMM. And I can remember when you came in, I was like, oh, my goodness, who is this tyrant that's going to (laughs) take over? And, you know, what in positions he's going to make at KMM. And we were really, um, we were really concerned about the direction of the organization at the time, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I would have to say in all due respect, being a tyrant is not the best thing I could ever be. Okay. I would be, I'm a lousy tyrant. I, I think my management style, uh, my, my background was always doing either, either retail management or self-employed as the owner operator of my own business. So I, I learned from a very early time in my career, starting out of college, is that I am basically a lazy person, and if I can, <laughs> if I can get everybody else to do everything right, I don't have to do much at all. And I've been really fortunate, Arlene, especially with you and some of, and Roberta and the people on the staff who were there. You let me in, and I learned what you did. And I said, "Good, they do it really well. Why do I have to do that?" So I didn't have to change a whole lot of things. I just got to ride that tide of your talents, and uh, so. It made my job and my transition a whole lot easier. Uh, I obviously came in from a a role uh, as a previous mayor. I came in as a role of uh, not being a micromanager because micromanaging is the absolute worst thing you can do and in so many ways. And I think it worked pretty well. I I didn't know anything about transportation demand management. I wasn't even sure what a TMA is, okay? But at the same time, I knew that I had to learn about transportation. I had to learn about people and get involved in the community more. And that's kind of my 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 mission was to take KMM out on the road. And I think that's what I did for 18 years is got us involved in different organizations and different groups that made it possible for people to learn about the things that we do. And I think it's worked as a good partnership. So I want to thank you and the rest of the staff. Chris is a newbie. I mean, he's only been there five years now, right? And, I'm a little bit uh, newer. Chris, uh, what? Six- uh, yeah, I'm a bit newer. I I guess this is uh, moving towards my seventh year at KMM. But seventh I remember okay. the first time we had met was during my job interview for the Safe Roots position. And, you know, I came in like any other job interview. You would expect the applicant to be pretty nervous and things. 
until the question about my experience had come up and my predecessor predecessor had asked me you know how my experience is relevant <laughs> and bill you were essentially like all right well yeah there's that but what about the types of things that you've done that build character like have you ever been a kid flipping burgers or anything like that verbatim and this is what you had asked me i'm like and, and it left a, an impression on me because you know, you're, you're not asking me about the technical stuff i know and the the, the tasks that i've done and um, those aspects that that make would make me a good candidate for the position. You know, you're asking me more about you know what's built you up as a person to be able to represent this organization. And to me, that left a big impression. Well, I, I don't specifically remember any of that stuff, but I always figured the job. Our, we're not really doing technical brain operations. You know what I mean? So the skill level we need is people who actually have creativity and intelligence and character and everything else can be trained. I mean, that's, and you've done a good job, Chris. And I think when I talk to people and go to different groups about things that we do, it's very easy to try and make it understandable about the re the reason that we want to reduce traffic congestion, improve air quality is an easier thing to do to teach kids how to walk to school safely. And that's your program that, that you did for years up until recently. And that makes sense to them. Teaching kids to walk into school makes sense. I mean, trying to explain to them about carpool incentives and mass transit use is all part of an add-on. But I, I think you want to catch them at that hook at those elevator speeches. And everybody has a fond memory of not walking to school but thinking they did, okay? we <laughs> A newer generation has never walked to school, but somehow they thought they did at one time or other. And and understand the need for people to walk to school. So all those kind of things. I think that's why during an interview process, and even, even with Arlene's job, she has a lot of the technical skills that we need for how social media has guided us and grew our organization through social media. Because of Arlene's yeah. expertise. But when I met Arlene 18 and a half years ago, I don't think she had a real grasp of what Facebook is, okay? I don't think she understood Instagram a whole lot. Facebook wasn't around. I know. I know. <laughs> Instagram was not a thing. I mean, um, you know, and and that's it's crazy to think because um actually Facebook was around but only for college students. So I tried getting onto Facebook and I wasn't allowed because I was no longer <laughs> a college student. But yeah, I TMAs have evolved so much in the time that you know, you have been here at KMM. I started off as the rideshare coordinator and 90% of what I did was rideshare. And, um, you know, a lot has changed. And now it, you know, it's about project management and program coordination and um, relationship building. And a I mean, KMM was founded as a nonprofit 501 charitable organization to educate the public. And um, I think we do that really well. And it just, it's a testament that you allowed us to branch out and do the things that we needed without forcing us to, <laughs> you know, to follow this regimen the way you saw it. And so KMM is a completely different organization from when you started, from when I started, as you mentioned before, it's definitely going to evolve even further as most of society 
realizes that we do not have to be car centric, car dependent, and that health and wellness can be tied to um, better infrastructure and walking and bicycling and micromobility. All of those things make us better communities. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> well, one of our, one of our fellow employees for years was Morteza, who retired now, but Morteza was from Iran, if you remember. And I remember him saying at one time about how he was going to check on to being on a book face. I looked at the <laughs> book face. I said, you mean Facebook? And then he was all embarrassed. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. He goes, you know, I have trouble with English. And I said to him, Morteza, Facebook is a made up word. It could be book face. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Somebody, you know, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's not an English word up until recently. So don't worry about that. But I, 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 I think you're right. The, the growth of, of, well, especially New Jersey more than any place else. When you travel around the country, there's a lot more open areas and highway patterns are different. People are more car centric in other areas. New Jersey here, we are probably closer to population density as places in Europe. And we're going to need to find an alternative. We can no longer keep adding lanes to highways. That doesn't work. We've proven that doesn't work. So the alternative transportation modes that the TMAs and especially KMM has been working on has a certain appeal. And it has not only an appeal, it has a need that people are going to have to start understanding. There, there's We're not going to just be able to keep driving a car by ourselves. And as, as we go through this transportation transformation with autonomous and electric vehicles, there's going to be a whole different way of looking at cars. Since, since we park our car 94% of the time, and we insure it 100% of the time, and we maintain it, we, you know, there's no need for people to own a car in the future. I think we're going to be, you're going to see as autonomous vehicles take over, it's not going to be a matter of people uh, taking a nap or reading a book as they go up the turnpike. It's going to be a lot more, much more nuanced in terms of micromanagement and micro transportation. Uh, people are going to need to subscribe to a car service to take them from point A to point B and then probably ride share in the process to make it even cheaper. And those kind of programs are going to be necessary for our transportation network. We're not going to be able to keep building highways and building bigger and better cars. We can't afford it, either for the environment, for our health, or for even dollars and cents. Arlene and I, you and I had that, that interesting ride on the what's called the Avatar, New Jersey Transit's little self-driving uh, shuttle bus that holds about 15 people a couple right. of months ago. I mean, it, it's kind of neat. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it only goes 12 and a half miles an hour. And it's programmed yeah. to avoid all kinds of different barriers and everything else. But I could see where something like that would work. I mean, we know that these driverless taxis, the autonomous taxis, uh, are now being used in Phoenix and in San Francisco. So those type of services and programs are going to be coming throughout the rest of America as traffic congestion becomes a disaster. And I think those are the things that a TMA is going to be very much at the forefront for the people understanding that transportation isn't getting in your car. Even the simple things like trip planning. If you're going to go to the cleaners, the bank, and the 7-Eleven, do it all at one time. Don't go separate trips because it's just not worth the trouble. Even transportation aside, you know, some of the initiatives that, that we had been involved with um, in, in the time that I've seen it was Healthier Middlesex. You, know, you brought in uh, their coordinator from St. Peter's and uh, brought us more into that healthy, I'm sorry, that public health realm. 
and in regard to how transportation uh, can work with the hospitals, can work with the schools and the summer camps and support uh, physical activity through those routes versus just uh, the the work that I was used to just more in, in line with the schools. Um, so that that was a pretty big connection that we've seen change and, and uh, transform since the pandemic and turn into whole other things like these big bike rodeos that we've had in East Brunswick and Edison and Sarahville and other towns. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you're, you made that connection and, and we've seen how that has transformed the, the culture around public health as well. We're part of that. We, I think we understood the hospital's motivations anymore has a lot to do with prevention. They don't want you in the hospital. They can avoid it. So if they can give preventive type of care and they work with all these different social programs, like you said, healthier lifestyles. But at the same time, hospitals themselves now re realize economically how many dollars are being wasted by no-shows, the doctor's visits, the medical clinics. And so they are actually starting to provide transportation. The Uber lifts of the world are now providing medical transportation because it's cheaper to have people show up than not have them show up because they, they can take care of a, a disease or a problem quicker if the person is there than if they put it off for a couple of weeks and not show up. So I think economically, beyond the healthy part and beyond the environmental part, money always talks. And I think that's where people are starting to understand with transportation. What was the biggest uproar during the whole uh, inflationary period we just went through? It wasn't the cost of uh, flying in an airplane. It was the cost of driving your car and buying for gas. When gasoline prices went up, everybody went crazy. Years ago, Arlene will tell you, years ago, the state, when the gas prices first spiked then, the state offered gas cards to people who were willing to carpool. That was a very yeah. successful program. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't, what was it, a $50 gas card, Arlene? Remind it was me. either 50 or 100 depending Whatever on the size it was, of your carpool. It, it wasn't a whole lot of money for the state to encourage people to carpool. But it was one of our more successful programs at the time because everybody wanted to get the free gas card. And although it wasn't going to change your life dramatically, 50 or $100 was not going to help them that much. It was psychologically, the price of gas is such a problem. You know, I, I think when people see the price of gas, they don't take into account the price of their insurance and the price they're paying for parking, parking this car, parking things, that, things that car expenses beyond gasoline. But gasoline is at the pump, it's right there in your face. And I think those type of programs are going to be uh, certainly looked at a lot closer as transportation transformation goes on into the future. I was thinking back to um, some of our memories together and <laughs> one instance. This might be embarrassing here. Be careful, Arlen. There you go. <laughs> it, it actually is. I probably shouldn't <laughs> say this, but I got into um, I got into some trouble where I sent an I accidentally sent an inappropriate message and I'm not going to say what it is. <laughs> and I was panicked. And of course I was like, I, you had just started KMM. So I was terrified because I'm like, oh my goodness, he's going to fire me. That's it. <laughs> and then I'm, I ran I into the this. office. You don't remember this? Oh my goodness. It was, yeah. So I, and it was to one of our partners. Um, and I was terrified. And then I ran into Roberta's office and I'm like, ah, you know, I acknowledge that I did this mistake. And so she calls you into the office and you're like, eh. <laughs> and then you had an off the cuff response. I wish I could, I don't know. I don't want to say it. 
you had an off the cuff response. And at that moment, I was like, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant, like, because it was just so, you were like, I just say that this is what it means. And I was like, wow, I didn't expect you to turn something that was negative. And it was a total mistake. I had sent it. I, well, I intended to send it to somebody else. And then I sent an email to, I responded to the email to the person and it was pretty rude email. And you were like, ah, it's okay. You know, we'll take care of it. And I went home to my now husband and I'm like, he's actually really smart. Like, he, you know, like you look at him and he clowns around so much and he, you know, he, but he's, he's so brilliant. And, and so from that moment on, I like you endeared me and I was like, he's my people. Well, thank you so much. I wish I could remember it. I'd love to hear the rest of that story, but I, I will tell you, I, I, I yeah. have gone for <laughs> the famous quote, if you, if you can't dazzle with your brilliance, you know what you do then, right? You, <laughs> I, I do say, I do think one of my talents that I've learned over the years and all the different jobs I've had is my inability to be complex. And I like to look at everything very simplistic. I mean, to me, Things are pretty simple when you get rid of all the other noise and break it down to smaller pieces. Uh, I, I can remember different meetings. I've been at different times. I'll, I'll go back to some of my mayor's days. I, I still remember my staff going through this whole big thing about some kind of redevelopment plan and everything else. And my planning director looking up and saying, uh, I think we just lost the mayor. OK, because I had faded away. I mean, you, you know me from sitting down. I doodle a lot. I just I, I don't want to know the details. I want to see the big picture. And, and I think in the big picture stuff, one email of a mistake that you may have sent to somebody is certainly not even kind of justification to do anything about. It's not It's not a big enough deal to worry about. If that partner is lost and one partner is going to make a difference to our organization, this organization is on shaky ground. And, and I think- For the record, I did apologize in person to the person that I sent the email to and like, you know, we squashed, but like your reaction to it was just- I was because I think other people would have they would have reacted neg like they would have reacted negatively to it and you didn't. Well, that's because I have faith in the people who work for me to make sure they do a good job. And everybody's entitled to a mistake. I mean, fortunately you were working for me. I was so perfect. I, I would still tolerate imperfections in other people, you know. We all not nobody is perfect. Nobody's ever gonna be a hundred percent. So there's no reason to get all upset about things. Uh, that's that's why I try to tell my wife of 50 years that I'm not perfect. And she reminds me every day that I say that. So okay. it's, a, it's not a problem. She has reasons to show me that I'm not perfect every single day. Keep Middlesex moving has been one of the most rewarding times in my life. I, I, I got involved in an organization that does good things with good people. And I think that made me feel like I was actually accomplishing something. That the, the organization itself, mission and its goals are for the good of everybody. And I could do that in a successful way and guide people in a direction that I think is important for society in general and individuals in particular is something I'm proud to be part of. Uh, in my own lifetime of working in politics and government, I think I did some of the same things. Even my entrepreneurial days of 25 years of owning my little ice cream store, I always thought that at the end of the day, I've at least provided a service and a product that people could enjoy I didn't do things that I thought would be negative. And as I retire from KMM, 
I am frightened because I want to continue doing things that I like to do. I just don't know where it's going to go. But you're stuck not making me disappear, okay? <laughs> I may not be working there, but I'll still be in touch. And I hope to be still working with different projects and different things in the realm of outside of KMN. So thank you. Oh, I'm sure we're not going to see the end of you. I actually have some things I want you to work on. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for everything. You're welcome. Thank you, Bill. And with that, we will see everybody in January. We're working on our lineup now, and we hope that you will tune in during the 2024 season. Thank you so much for tuning in. Happy holidays to everyone and a wonderful new year to you as well. Take Very care. Very happy. This ad is disseminated under the sponsorship of NJTPA and FHWA in the interest of information exchange. 